Welcome, everybody. You're on Mind Your Biz, and we have Alan and Scott from SeeMeLive.tv. How are you doing, Alan and Scott? Doing great. Excellent. So tell everybody about this, this great concept you have, this platform. Um, basically, it's a live video platform, unlike all other live video platforms, even to the extent that we have a patent for our patented audience tool. And the way it's so different in our niche is that we can provide live audiences once we populate our audience database, which is what we're doing right now. But we will be able to provide live audiences based on subject matter instead of on followers. So that means that anybody that wants to broadcast something that's in a subject that people are interested in viewing, they will have access to our audiences for free. And the platform is set up similar to like a live version of America's Got Talent where the acts are similar to America's Got Talent as far as the duration. And then at the end, they're voted on and the viewers leave comments and stuff. So unlike other platforms, you take a chance when you broadcast on See Me Live because you are going to be rated and judged at the end. But if you're really good, you know, See Me Live will be able to make you famous overnight because we're providing those audiences that you normally would have to work for. Whereas, but if you suck, you know, they're going to trash the heck out of you. And that's the way that we curate the content. Our audiences don't want to see boring, stupid content. You know, they want to see good stuff about the stuff that they're interested in. And that's our niche. So the viewers get what they want to see and they get a user engagement, unlike any other user engagement, similar to a live version of America's Got Talent. And of course, the content producers, they get audiences. And then if their content is really good, we will actually use our resources to make their video go viral because every video that is shot on our platform has our icon or our bug as it's commonly referred to in the industry in the lower right-hand corner. And so if we have something that we think is really good that has the potential to go viral, we would be basically riding their coattails. Now, of course, the content producer doesn't care. All they care about is if they go viral. They don't care if we go viral. So not only are we providing audiences, but we'll also be helping to make their, you know, viral quality videos take hold and go viral. And then third, as far as content producers go, we're going to allow content producers to monetize our audiences. So instead of them having to build followers and stuff in order to make money on the broadcast, there's a lot of different ways. Of course, we have like an advertising participation uh uh, opportunity, you know, with within the, the app itself, within the platform itself. But one of the principal ways that they can make money is they can do what's called a premium broadcast. And so when we launch the app, we're going to have what we call see me live coins. They're going to be worth about 10 cents each. And if somebody lives, for example, is going to jump out of an airplane and they go to our audience tool and they put in hashtag skydiving and it says we got 50,000 people that want to be notified if somebody's going to jump out of an airplane live. They want to watch it live. I mean, who knows? Maybe the shoot's not going to open and that show's never going to make it to VOD. I mean, who knows? But it's live. And so they say, you know what? I'm going to do this really popular stunt. Uh, I'm going to jump out without a parachute. And then somebody else is going to come in behind me. And before I hit the ground, they're going to save me. And it's going to be really awesome. And I'm going to charge one See Me Live coin, 10 cents. And so they got 50,000 people that say, yeah, I'll give you a dime to watch that. And so they can make $5,000 or whatever the amount is in three minutes, because that's how long the jump took. 
And so again, they're monetizing our audiences instead of having to create their own audiences. How is this different from like the Periscope model or the Twitch model or, you know, YouTube live? I'm hearing like a money component, which is great. Is there anything else uh, that differentiates the audience? Yeah, I mean, it's all about number one, the America's Got Talent, live version of America's Got Talent experience. So anybody can go on Twitch or any of the other platforms and broadcast and there's no repercussions. They're not taking any risk at all. When they come on our platform, they're taking a risk. We don't want just everybody to broadcast. We discourage people from broadcasting on our platform unless they know their content is going to be worthy. We only want good content. We're not just a live video platform. We're a content site and we only want good content. And that's how we curate it. Number two, we provide audiences based on subject matter. We have a patent for that. So the other people, they're sticking you out there with a whole bunch of other people saying this is going on right now. If you happen to be there, then maybe you can get somebody watching you if you happen to be there at that time. We're actually notifying people. Number three, our broadcasts are short in duration. They're not a channel like on Twitch where they go on for an hour or 10 hours or 20 hours or whatever. And they're going to be here, you know, tomorrow or next week at the same time and tune in and watch me dance or chat or whatever they're doing. We're, you know, like I say, hashtag skydiving, you know, it can be travel. It can be, uh, it's just so many different things that it can be anything and everything that people are interested in. It can be foodies. You know, somebody's in Europe right now or they're in Paris at this restaurant. They're going to eat this really cool kind of food and foodies are really into food. And so they're like, you know, five minute notice that goes out to hashtag foodie people and they get to watch this person eat this exotic meal, which is something that they're really into. Or maybe it's for a travel oriented thing where they're in Paris and they're at the top of the Eiffel Tower. And they're going to, here's what it looks like right now at this minute panning from the Eiffel Tower. And so, again, it's pretty it's all based on subject matter. And so one of the big things for us is that we don't really care if people hang out on our site. We're not trying to do that. Now, they will hang out, especially as we get going and we have the content and stuff. But our proof of concept is not are people hanging out and looking at videos. Our proof of concept is do people subscribe to see me live subject hashtags so that we have these audiences because we know 100% and I'm working with some very good, you know, experts in this particular industry consultants. And the unanimous consensus is that if we have the audiences, we'll get the content. So we know that. So what we have to do is get the audiences. Once we get the audiences, we know that audiences will drive content as opposed to how it is now content drives audiences. So that, that's one of the things that distinguishes us also. How are so, you getting the audience? Uh, how are you giving them enough incentive to, to invest their time into your content? That's what we're right now in the process of doing. I have a major marketing company. When I say major, not so much in size, but in the caliber of, of the clients that they have and stuff. And they already have multiple A-list celebrities lined up that really like the idea, but they want to see traction. You know, it's all about traction. Without traction, you're just nothing. You know how that is. And the dilemma for me is that I have to look like we're already successful to get people to want to participate. And so what it looks like we're getting ready to do is I've aligned myself because the marketing company telling you about with the three 
with with the multiple celebrities again they're getting involved after we get traction and so what i've done is i found a company that really specializes in influencers and stuff and, and virtually everybody i show this to thinks this is just the, the hottest thing since sliced bread i mean i'm really not sure to anybody that didn't think it was a home run score some people say it's ambitious because it's hard to get off the ground it needs a lot of resources you know it needs a, it needs like an hbo behind it or something like that but in the absence of that what i'm doing is i'm getting in with a company that specializes in influencer marketing and they have a lot of celebrities and stuff and it's going to cost me some money to get this done. That's one of the things that I'm trying to do on your show is reach out to a family and friends type of effort because I've got some money, but I don't have enough to do what it's going to take to drive a whole lot of traffic uh, to the site to get the traction where the people subscribe. And once we get those subscriptions, then that will motivate the content. Once we get the content, that will further motivate the subscriptions and the thing will feed on itself. It's like traction begets traction, right? But we have to get it from zero to one. And that's what we're, I don't want to say struggling with, but that's, that's the hardest part of the whole deal. And so we're figuring out how to do it. And this is what we've come down to is that we need this big push by some major celebrities or not celebrities, but at least influencers. And this company has access to a lot of them. They work with them routinely. It's the business that they're in. And how does it so, work with the um, influencers? Obviously they have to be paid, but what kind of a budget do you need to get influence involved? And what kind of a guarantee are they giving you on subscribers or followers. I'm just curious, like once you invest in the celebrities or the influencers, how are you guaranteed subscribers? What if for some reason they're following, well, it doesn't align? Nobody's gonna guarantee. I mean, they're gonna come out and they're going to evangelize for us, but they're not going to guarantee that people are going to subscribe. That's not what they do. What they do is they evangelize for you. Nobody guarantees anything. You know how that is, right? And so, but it's really easy to prove that we have something that people want. All you have to do is show any of our videos or we have several intro videos that explain the concept and you can go, and I've done this three or 400 times, I'm not exaggerating. This is how I actually get investors and stuff is I say, look, I don't believe me. Just take this intro video and go show it to, you know, 13 to 25 year olds. And you'll see they'll ooh and all and say, yeah, this is awesome. The marketing company I was telling you about, the first thing they did when I approached them was they wanted to see the tech. And so we had to send them our app and they played with it and tried to bust it and all that. And it was all good. And the second thing they did was they did a focus group study with around 46 people. And it did so well that they didn't trust it. We were batting like over 75% said that they wanted, you know, wanted it, that they would do it, that they thought it was an awesome idea. So then they did another, and this is at their expense, by the way. It's not me. This is them judging whether or not they want to get involved in this. They really liked the idea, but they wanted to see, you know, if the focus groups upheld. And so they went and did another one with like 96 people. And these, this is during the pandemic, you know, with the Zoom calls and everything is how they were doing it. It wasn't actually putting 96 people in a room. This is how they did it, which I'm assuming that means the same. But anyways, um, again, we scored over 75% adoption. And that's really good because if we got one out of 10, we're kicking it. We don't have to have seven out of 10, you know, in order to be successful. But again, the challenge for us is to get the initial traction because once it takes off and people see, because I've had a lot of people that I've already sent to the site that were really good content producers that I was excited about that basically said, I'll come back when I see it's working. And it's like, well, if you get involved, it will work. And so that's why I'm trying to bring these influencers in right now. 
I didn't know that you can patent uh, an app necessarily. Is it the app itself you're patenting or the idea or the, the algorithms? Or My patent number is 973-6502 if you want to look at it. 973-6502. It's an issued patent. And basically, technically, when you get right down to what does the patent actually cover, what it covers is, is the actual number when they use our audience tool and they go to the audience tool and they say, how many people watch me if I jump out of an airplane? I want to promote myself. I want to be famous. How many people? I'm going to jump out of an airplane. And they put in hashtag skydiving. And it says 50,000 people we have in our database that have said they want to watch you if you jump out of an airplane. We own that number. That's 50,000. So if Facebook came out with it and said, well, we got 5 million, that would be a violation of our patent. So I don't believe that Facebook cares about my patent. I'm not that naive to think that once we prove that audiences drive content. So what we want to do is we want to get a whole bunch of users really fast. We want to blow it up. we got a great name, See Me Live, that I have a trademark on, the name. And then we're going to exit. And the marketing company I'm telling you about already has a target for the exit. It's one of their major companies like AT&T caliber company. That's already one of their clients. They've already reached out to them, not like selling it to them, but like bouncing off of them, you know, the soft probe saying, what do you think of this? This is something we're working with. We get there with it. You think this would be good for you for an acquisition. And they've indicated they're interested in talking to us about it, but we have to make it work. Obviously they're not going to buy something that doesn't work. It's all about traction. And so I just need brute force to make this thing blow up. And like I said, I think that I found the company that can do it. And they're coming up with some really unique ideas that we hadn't even thought of on how to compel people to subscribe. Now, of course, we already have prizes and stuff. And we were talking about an even bigger prize than that. But this company's really experienced and they've been doing this for a long time. And last night, I just had this call last night with them. And the stuff they're coming up with is really really unique. And I think it's going to work, but I need to raise like 25 to 50,000 more dollars. And so what I've been doing is I've been doing, um, I have a $2.5 million valuation right now. Now my marketing company says I should be $5 million valuation. But the reality is, is that when you don't have users, it's all trumped up anyway, as far as I'm concerned. So I have like 13 investors. They're like, I'm an attorney. I have three doctors, you know, a whole bunch of different people. Half of them are family and friends. Half of them are real investors. And they're all in my original $2.5 million valuation. And so, you know, I finished the code. I've gotten the, at, the uh, patent and stuff since then. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to raise another 25 to 50,000. And what I'll do is I'll do the same deal that I've done for my investors, which is unheard of. And my attorney is telling me that I shouldn't do it, but I'll do it anyway. And that is, is that I've been giving them one point for 25,000 or as low as 5,000 for 2,000 shares. We have a million issued shares right now. So it'd be 2,000 shares or a fifth of a point for as low as 5,000, but it's undilutable. And so usually when you're getting involved at this stage, it's, you know, you're going to get diluted and everybody knows that I've been told that many times by other consultants and stuff. But for me, if I was buying a little piece of a company to know that I was going to get diluted, I mean, I guess, yes, it's, it's expected. It's what my attorney is telling me. Yes, it's expected, but 
I don't know. I just have a problem with that. I'm still old school on that. So for right now, for this particular stage, now once, obviously, we already have money lined up for when we start getting traction and stuff. We got a half million dollars lined up, but we have to get the traction and stuff in order to trigger that money. So, because we need to know that once it takes off, that we've got an infusion that will support us and we don't take off and then crash and burn. You know, we need to know that we're going to, you know, be supported. So we got that lined up conditional again to getting the traction, getting the, the people to subscribe. So, you know, I only want to give away like 2%. What, what happens is, is that when I go to angels, the angels come in, they want to steal it. We'll give you $250,000 for 50%. I mean, it's just really, really insulting. And that's not what I'm looking for at all, but I'm willing to do undilutable. So if we exit, the going rate for one of these companies is about $100 per user. So if we get a million, and of course, we're launching globally. So like all apps do, but... Um, if we get a million users, it's a $100 million exit. You know, 25000 would be worth a million dollars in that exit. My marketing company thinks we're going to do much better than that. I don't want to throw numbers out there because it, it feels like, you know, smoking mirrors to me, you know, but it's, it's big, the numbers that they think it's going to be. But for me, a very realistic goal is a million users based on the feedback that we are getting from the people out there. So if you had a $100 million exit, it'd be a million dollars for a $25,000 investment or $200,000 for a $5,000 investment. And like I said, I'll only do it up to two points. I still own like 91%. Have you ever considered um, taking on an influencer or a partner that can be a more strategic partner that's consistent, has a very big following that can pretty much catapult this immediately? I've actually had that conversation with the marketing company. And I also had it with the company I was telling you about that I just met with last night. And uh, that was my question too. It's can I bring somebody in, give some equity and stuff. And they're basically saying most of these influencers are not investors is how he put it. You know, they're getting these, and these are the higher caliber people that are used to getting a lot of money. And so their strategy, and, and this guy I'm talking is really smart. I mean, he really knows his stuff. It's obvious that he knows what he's doing. And he's saying basically the way to do this, because he knows it's all about traction. And he says, what you do is you take, you know, some money and you do a burst. And then you show that this much money will do this kind of traction and you'll get, you know, this many subscribers and that kind of stuff. So if you had that much again, you could do that again. So in other words, evidence that money will translate into traction and then use that. Because once I have some traction, then I can use that to go get money. I mean, Everything revolves around traction, as you know. And if we don't have traction, I have to deal with these angels that are like, well, you don't have any users, you know. And we do have some users, you know. We have like 150 or whatever it is. But we haven't taken off like we should. We're we're fighting that chicken and the egg thing. And so um, this is how I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to remedy it just to get the initial traction. And like I said, traction begets traction. So to answer your question, no, I don't. I don't have the access to, and my marketing company doesn't have it, and neither does the influencer company that I was talking to. They don't have access to influencers that will get involved um, prior to demonstrating um, any traction. Once we have just a modicum of traction, then that changes the whole the whole dynamic of it. So that's why I've got to throw money at it right now, and I've got to bring in some big people and just you know just power it up and create a campaign. You know, as long as the message is clear, because what we have to, what we have to, one of the biggest problems we have is that they go to our site and go, where's the live video? You know, well, we're trying to populate our audiences in order to get you the live video, because if you tell us what you want to see, then the content producers, the live streamers will, will produce the content that you want to see because they now know that you want to see it. 
So it's con it's audiences drive content. Well, you know, these people don't read, you know, for the most part, I have a how to video, that kind of stuff. They don't really watch how to videos and everything. So you have to keep it really simplistic. So it's all about the message. And if I can get the message and the message is about populating the audience, which is what I discussed at length. I was on the call with these guys for like two and a half hours yesterday and uh, just going through all the different strategies and how to do it. And um, they, they're very confident that they're going to be able to do this and they can do it really, really well um, if I had more money. But what we're going to do is we're going to do a spurt and then prove that it works and then use that to go get more money. Right. Well, you got the chicken and the egg, like you said, because, because, to get an audience, you have to have good content. And then to get you know someone on board to, to give you really good content, they have to know there's an audience. That's what I'm saying is not the case with us. We're going to try to get the audiences without having the content. We're gonna sell the message. And the message is you will get the content if you tell them what you wanna see. It's a little bit of like field of dreams thing. If you build it, they will come. It's a little bit like investment where the viewer is investing in the content that he wants to see, not monetarily, but he's investing by subscribing to a hashtag, whether it's hashtag skydiving or whatever it is that he's into. When he when he subscribes to that's like an investment, it's like throwing a hook into the water with bait on it. Now, now he's got this hook in the water going, is anybody going to give me this content that I put out there? I said, I wanted to see, you know, somebody jump out of an airplane, hashtag skydiving, you know, is somebody going to do it? And then we notified them and said, Hey, there you go. You invested. There you go. Somebody's getting ready to jump out of an airplane right now. And you're going to vote on it at the end. You got the whole user experience. So how do I, let's say, okay, I, I'm about to go swim with sharks middle of the ocean and I want to make some money from it. So I go on your site. I tell everybody I'm about to swim with sharks in about an hour. So how do I get the audience to come and then obviously get them to pay? Well, you go look for the hashtag that's applicable to what you're doing. And you would have done that before even going out there. You would have looked. So it could be hashtag sharks, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, hashtag sharks, obviously, is probably going to be a popular one. So then you say, I'm going to go in in an hour. And so you put it out there and everybody that subscribes to hashtag sharks, if they're watching the channel, because every uh, hashtag has its own channel, if they're watching the channel or it'll come in in their stream, they'll tell them that something's coming up, that somebody just did it. But if they're not watching it on the app, they don't actually get a notification. You know, we don't want to be notifying them of every little thing that comes in. They'll get notification fatigue. They'll turn it off. The only time that we ever notify them is five minutes before. So five minutes before they get a notification from you saying, I'm getting ready to go swim for shark, go swim with sharks. And they look at what you're going to do and they decide then whether or not, um, you know, they want to give, you know, pay 10 cents or a dollar or whatever it is you're asking. Maybe you're asking for $10 each or whatever it is. That's your prerogative. If you think you can get it, go for it. We don't care. And then you can convert those directly into cash. So I could tell them I want $5 from each subscriber. If you want to see me swim with sharks and a hundred dollars, if the shark bites me. Well, I know, I think that once they pay to watch the, the broadcast, they've paid. So you'd have to say, if I get bit, will you tip me, you know, at the end so that my family can survive, you know, cause I'm going to die out here with these sharks, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it would be, it would be their prerogative, you know, cause you're charging for the entry fee. It's like going to a concert. How much does it cost to be the concert? You know, go to the concert. We'll cost you this much.
once you go in there, if they fall off the stage, they're not going to say, can you pay me extra? Cause I gave you this, you know, extra benefit of watching me fall off the stage. Okay. So I set the terms in the beginning. It's dollar for everybody to come and watch me swim with sharks and they and they get access to my footage. Our audiences, not your audiences, our audience. You're monetizing our audiences. That's a big deal. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's interesting because it gives some motivation for content creators to, to make the content and get monetized. Well, a lot of people want to do it just because they want to get attention. They want to promote themselves. I mean, that guy you're talking about is going to go swim with sharks, but he's got 10 followers on his YouTube channel. He's going to go broadcast it live on YouTube. Well, who gets notified of it? 10 people. You know, and we've got 50,000 that are into sharks. So we got 50,000 people that they don't know. And we have a patent on that. So they use our, and you can compound up to three hashtags. So it could be hashtag sharks, hashtag Caribbean, you know, um, uh, if it's in the Caribbean that he's doing it. So you look for the three different hashtags up to three. It can be just one if you want. But you're, you're accessing other audiences, and so you can compound. The example that I use, this is a little bit of a sexist example, but it illustrates the point. Like you got a 19-year-old girl that's going to jump out of an airplane in a bikini. So she goes to her audience tool, and she puts in hashtag skydiving. Oh, we got 50,000 people that want to watch. They don't care who it is, but they're in the skydiving. They'll watch you if you jump out of an airplane, or at least they want to be notified. Okay, well, what about hashtag girls in bikinis? So we got 100,000 people for that. And then she, so she, now she's at 150. Okay, what about, you know, girls under 21? Oh, we got another 100,000. And so the audience tool says, instead of 250, the audience tool says, well, it's 190 because you got a lot of overlap between the two girl hashtags. And so the audience tool is not going to count the same person twice. Gotcha. That's how the audience tool works. And that's going to be addictive. These people that are trying to promote themselves, it's not going to be just about the money. You know, we're not so much catering to the 1% of the live streamers out there that are making a lot of money. They already have their own venue and everything. We're like America's Got Talent. You don't see the big names going America's Got Talent. You see the people that want to be famous going America's Got Talent. That's what who we're catering to. Now we're still going to have people like, you know, hashtag Justin Bieber. We may have 20 million people that subscribe to hashtag Justin Bieber. Well, it may not motivate him or incentivize him to broadcast on our platform, but Justin Bieber can go to our website, put in hashtag at symbol, since it's a person, hashtag at symbol Justin Bieber, and he'll see that we got 20 million people that'll be notified because he's got all these fans. Well, he may say, well, I can do this on my YouTube channel, or I can do it on Twitter, or what? Yeah, that's true. So we know that, but we believe that we, we believe that the way celebrities are going to use our platform is doing fundraisers, because we can raise money for a charity for a five or 10 minute broadcast. And they only have five or 10 minutes in it and we'll promote it and everything since they're coming on. So if you had a charity that reached out to whoever the celebrity was, will you give us five or 10 minutes of your time? We'll set up a PayPal account for the charity. They get the money before the broadcast even starts. And so it's a really easy, quick way for a charity to make a lot of money. That's actually my favorite component of the app is how much good I think we'll be able to do. And that's where I really see celebrities getting involved but that's not what we're focusing on right now. I mean, our whole niche is about audiences and we're focusing on getting audiences. Gotcha. Well, this seems like a great concept. I mean, Americans, America's Got Talent was a success. So if you're right in that category, this should do well. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I was surprised since I've been using that analogy. 
I, I've been surprised at how many people love, you know, America's Got Talent. And of course, we're not just in America, we're global. But, you know, as far as talking to an American, AGT is the thing that you relate to. Now, how, how do people uh, find out more about your um, platform or subscribe or want to invest? They can just go to cmelive.tv and there's a contact there. There's a lot of information there. They can go inside, they can register, go inside, look at the campaign that we're doing right now for generating the audiences and stuff. But I think that there could be some changes coming. If these, I mean, these guys were so sold on this yesterday that I just don't see how anything could go wrong, but you know, I I don't want to, you know, say it until it's a done deal. But, um, my marketing company is also talking about bringing in something, a similar type effort, because I went to them and said, what I'm doing right now is not working as well as it could. I need more clout with this. And they said that costs money. And I said, well, I'll go raise more money. And so now all of a sudden we shifted from me bootstrapping this, you know, with a few thousand dollars now to gearing it up to like, you know, $50,000 effort, which will be enough to get us a sizable amount of traction. Once we have a sizable amount of traction, then we believe we'll be able, you know, our valuation will go up. We'll be, we'll be able to get, you know, some money. Excellent. Well, listen, Alan, uh, sounds like you got a cool concept for content for audiences. And um, it seems like that's the, the entire now in the future. So if you can get a piece of that, then you should be good. Yeah. Live video is exploding. Um, and there's all kinds of live video platforms out there, but nobody is doing the America's Got Talent experience. We're like a live vision version of America's Got Talent, except you only watch what you want to watch and you vote and judge at the end. And of course, live streamers, they get audiences, they get promoted, they can make good money with us. So it's a win-win deal. And those are usually the ones that work. Well, Alan, it's been a pleasure hearing about your new platform. I hope some audiences get hooked to this. And content creators, um, live video is definitely big. And if you get to choose your subject and your topic, even better. So I wish you a, a whole lot of luck. And um, don't forget, it's see me live. T- uh, excuse me, see me, see me live TV. Is that correct? See me live TV, not dot com. Gotcha. Dot TV. Perfect. Alan, it was a pleasure meeting you. And thank you for letting us mind your biz. Thank you. All right. The business here.